Hi, I'm Susan. And this is Diane. And this is When Autumn Comes. Look, life sometimes just looks different than we thought it would. This is a podcast for mamas and for people who love them, whose lives were flipped upside down as a doctor looked into our eyes and explained our child's prognosis. Or for the mamas who get very little sleep as they face symptoms and behaviors that just aren't typical for other children. This is a place where we can take on this journey together because we know that this can be a sad, lonely, misunderstood path. But we also know that as colder temperatures and darker days begin to appear, so do the golden leaves and beautiful sunsets of autumn. We know that life comes in seasons. We know that in our world, 24 hours can hold so much change that it feels like four seasons in one day. We are here to let you share your story, let you laugh and let you cry, let you learn and let you grow, together with other mothers, when autumn comes. Welcome back to When Autumn Comes. This is, believe it or not, the season two finale of this podcast. Guys, season two finale. I feel so legit, so legit right now. So legit that I'm sitting in the room over the garage in my parents' house and my kid is asleep in the bed next to me and I'm kind of whispering so that I don't wake him up. But hey, super legit. If you're new here and you haven't been with us since last summer, last summer we were forced to take a break because my daughter Lorelai passed away after five-ish years of fighting mitochondrial disease. So we we had a summer vacation because, you know, like my kid died and I had to do a funeral and I had to do a lot of things and I had to grieve and eat a whole lot of grief pie. It wasn't a intended break, but now being one year out from that point in my life, I'm realizing how, how much I needed that break. And so we're doing it again this year. I am about to wrap up this season with a solo episode and just kind of catch you up on where things are for me right now. So solo episode. Yes. Solo episode. It's just me. Sue's here this time. No guest, no co-hostess, just me. And this was not the plan. (laughs) The plan a for the season finale episode was, was not this. The plan B for the season two finale was also not this, but here we are. And we're going to do this because, you know, we're, we're gritty medical moms and we just, we pivot. I had a few aha moments over the last couple of weeks. I've been struggling as I've been diving into heavy questions about why the heck am I here? What am I doing with my life? How did I get here? What in the world does all of this mean? What is the purpose of this? Why are my children suffering? Why do I have one child in heaven and one child on earth? We've talked about this several times throughout the two seasons of this podcast. Just kind of questioning who we are and why we're doing this. Like, why am I the one in charge of these children? I learned a lot from Lorelai and Benji. Yeah, Benji's teaching me things every single day but not to the same degree as Lorelai has. Because let's be real, Lorelai was much more magical than my grouchy little bear. I'm 80% finished with my manuscript, and I've also heard that, I don't know, 
75% of statistics are made up. Yeah, (laughs) I'm working on my manuscript. I'm calling my book Fridays with Lorelai. Not sure if you are familiar, but our family Facebook page for my kids' journey is Fridays with Lorelai stars her Benji. And I felt like it was only appropriate to call this book Fridays with Lorelai. And again, still the working title, 80-ish percent done. So that may change between now and whenever I click that publish button. But here we are. When I decided to start writing, so I've wanted to write a book for a very long time before my kids. Like I love words. If you guys haven't figured that out yet, I love words. I love, I don't know, writing just helps my soul. When I'm having a really bad day, I write. And when I became a medical mom, it helped me even more to write. As I wrote more and more, I realized that the words I was writing and speaking with this podcast were helping other people because like I said, I love words. So I found myself reading messages from people saying, thank you for putting my thoughts and my feelings into words because I just couldn't. So when I started writing at four o'clock in the morning, a couple days after Lorelai passed, I quickly realized that I was writing her eulogy. If you want to go back and listen to her eulogy, I actually did a practice read on this podcast. So if you go back to last July, I think I read it on maybe July 19th, because I know her funeral was on the 20th. So it was a day or two before her funeral last year. Go back and listen. It'll give you all the feels. So I am actually turning her eulogy into the book. I was really hoping that it would be something quick and easy where I'm like, hey, this is my kid's eulogy. Hey, here are the lessons that I learned from Lorelai. The end, publish. However, I realized so much more goes into writing a book than that. What I spoke about, though, at her funeral party, yes, we call it a funeral party because it was a funeral party. But what I spoke about then was the lessons I learned from Lorelai. And I, I'm not going to go into detail now because, like I said, you can go back and listen to that episode. But I've learned a lot of lessons from Lorelai and from this journey and from my self-growth. I've learned so, so much. But today, today I want to talk about how things don't always go as we had planned for them to go. None of this. None of this has happened as I had it planned. Lorelai, who preferred to spend holidays and celebrations and vacations in the hospital, she taught me that things can be rescheduled. Holidays can be celebrated on other days and things will be okay. It's maybe not ideal, but things were always okay. Sometimes we celebrated in the hospital because again, Lorelai just spent all of her holidays being admitted or whatever she felt like doing, but holidays can be celebrated on other days and it'll be okay. Sometimes it may even be better. And I've learned that if you celebrate early, sometimes you get to celebrate twice. So, you know, like why not celebrate a couple days before a holiday or birthday or whatever. And then if your kid is healthy or not in the hospital, you get to do it again. Y'all know that I am birthday bougie. If you've listened to this podcast, you know that I'm obsessed with birthdays and I call myself birthday bougie. And when your child will supposedly have fewer birthdays than most humans, when science says that they have a two to five year life expectancy, I try to do all the things big and thoughtful and I want that memory. Yes, it's about my kid, but I want that memory. Last year on Benji's birthday, we went to the lavender farm in Williamsburg. 
Again, you can go back and listen to past episodes to hear the whole story. I believe that one was called Fridays with Lorelai. And then the eulogy one is Lessons with Lorelai. So yeah, go back if you really want. To be completely honest, I haven't been able to listen to either of them since I did it because I just, I can't open that. But last year for Benji's birthday, we went to the lavender farm and that was the day I caught the cold. Benji's first cold, Lorelai's last cold. To say that this year as his birthday rolled around, that I wasn't super excited would be an understatement. I was completely torn because, you know, my kid has two to five year life expectancy and we need to do all the things and I need to make the memories. And I, you know, Lorelai had the best birthday parties. I made sure of it. But where am I now? Like, can I do that? Is my mental health able to handle this? This year, things just worked out how they were supposed to. And we were invited back to the lavender farm for a private day on the farm. Y'all, we had the entire farm to ourselves. It was freaking amazing. And I'm not going to go into that story right now because that's not the point of this. I am going to tell you, if you go to my Fridays with Lorelai Stars for Benji Facebook page, I posted pictures of the lavender farm and the magicalness that it was. So go there and read that story. So we kicked off Benji's birthday week at the farm. And then quickly chased it with Benji's final early intervention evaluation assessment. Here in Virginia, when they're turning three, they age out of early intervention. And it's time to make decisions about whether or not the kid should go to school or stay home or what you're going to be doing with your child's future. Now, I am not a rookie at this. I did three years of early intervention for Lorelai, and then I did a few more of outpatient, and I did countless assessments, and I've done assessments for Benji. I've been on this podcast, and I've talked to all of y'all about assessments and things like that. But here I am, the week of Benji's third birthday, doing his early intervention discharge assessment, and it still hit me. Keep in mind, like I even wrote blog posts about this because I used to work for a therapy company. So like this was my job, like assessments. I am familiar with this. I've done IEPs. I've done all of that. This shouldn't be hard, right? I should know what I'm getting myself into, right? Hearing your kid's developmental age is hard. Hearing that your kid failed all of his final goals, it sucks. I don't care who you are or how great you are at being a special needs mom, because I consider myself a pretty damn good special needs mom. It still stings. And then I question what I've done over the last year. Could I have done more? Did my grief get in the way? Did my anxiety prevent me from doing all the things, the therapy, the exercises, the play dates, whatever Benji needed? Did I not give him enough? Could I have done more to like help him reach his goals? Like I said, I'm a veteran at this, and I know that the scores do not define my tiny human at all. But I'm also his mama, who is a perfectionist who wants to do everything correctly and give her child the world. I think we always feel like we could have done more. At least I do. I'm speaking for myself right now. I feel like I could have always done more. That's how medical moms are made, I think. But when I look at this last year where I struggle with mental health issues for myself, Issues surrounding my grief, but also surrounding the fact that I'm a medical mom who's trying to survive the unimaginable for most. I was also reminded that Benji is facing a lot too. 
He's facing his own grief. He's facing unexpected things. Benji's having to navigate a world where his best friend, his best friend went to the hospital and didn't come home. Benji's growing up in the midst of a global pandemic, and he has no idea what playgrounds are or that other children can actually walk. That's a whole nother story for a whole nother day. His new little best friend, (laughs) Benji's terrified of him because he can walk. So after that assessment, I ate an entire bag of pretzels, like opened the bag and started eating more like shoveling, but also eating. I don't even really like pretzels and they weren't chocolate or yogurt covered. So, you know, I, I I have no excuse. I ate the pretzels though. And I asked myself, like, could you have done more? Could you have gotten up out of bed more days and planned more activities Could you have done sensory bends? Could you have put him in his walker more often? Could you have put him in Lorelai's power wheelchair? Like, could you have done more? And you know what I did that day? I took Benji upstairs an hour before his nap time when I could have done more with him. I put him in my bed and we cuddled. We laid in my king size bed. We put on Lorelai's favorite movie, The Grinch. And we cuddled because that's what my heart needed. And that's what he needed to. He didn't need for me to shuffle pretzels and then put him in his gait trainer. He needed mama. I found myself thinking, what would I tell any other mom in this community if this was her? Because let's be real. The pep talk that I would give you is going to be far better and far kinder than I would ever give myself. Because self-talk is a thing and my self-talk isn't very kind most of the time. So here's what I would tell you. It doesn't matter what the state assessment says about your child. Your child is still your amazing and beautiful child. So what? Your child can't walk while carrying a book and saying a word and licking a lollipop at the same exact time. So what? Your child is accomplishing amazing things. Amazing things that bring so much value to this world that is often overlooked. Your child is beautiful and amazing even when they puke on you. Your child can communicate with his eyes in a way that people who can use their voice often can't. Your child has you because you are able to help him sit up. You are able to help him do what he needs to do. But you are also able to look at your child and say, I know exactly what he needs right now. I know how to make him poop. I know that if he does that with his hands, that he's in pain. I know that, (laughs) I know that he loves, loves, loves fire trucks, but the sound of them is going to set him off on a panic attack. You know your kid. And because you know your kid so well, you also know that that assessment score doesn't matter. You are a good mom. You are such a good mom. And I know you're nodding your head at me right now going, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, I I believe you. Not all the time, but I believe you. Uh Uh-huh. Where are the pretzels? But really, you are. You're doing a great job. And I'm really proud of you. And it's okay that you have your own mental health issues. If you weren't sad and anxious and overwhelmed as a medical mom, I would be shocked. I'm pretty sure that the anxiety and everything that you're going through, that's just who we are now. Maybe not every day. 
And I, I hope that one day we'll find that sliver of ourselves that we, we miss so badly. But you're doing a really good job. And your kid, your kid is pretty darn perfect. So we had to reschedule Benji's birthday. <laughs> we had to reschedule his party. We didn't actually reschedule his birthday. The COVID vaccine became available here for kids under five. And, you know, I needed to be first in line. My daughter died from mitochondrial disease and a head cold. So any little bit of protection that I can give Benji, I need to do. I'm tired of this, this pandemic nonsense. My kid hasn't been anywhere. He doesn't know that other children walk. Like we need to give him protection and I need to give him a little bit more freedom. So we were the first ones in line for the COVID vaccine. The first available for him just happened to be on his birthday, 9 a.m. on his birthday. I was so excited to make a shirt that said, who's buying my shots? Or it's my birthday, who's buying the shot? I don't know. I, I thought about it for like a week or three days. I, we only had like three days to plan this. And I just didn't have, I didn't have the bandwidth to make the shirt. And guys, I am birthday bougie. We've talked about that. I needed to have this shirt. I didn't get there. Didn't make the shirt. Benji survived without his birthday shirt. Don't tell him that Lorelai had at least one or two shirts for every single birthday. Instead of beating myself up though, we just went and got the shot without the birthday shirt. And it was okay. His birthday party was supposed to be the next day. And we postponed that to next weekend, actually, because my kid is rare and more than likely he was going to have some sort of reaction. He didn't though, other than being tired and clingy to mama, he did really well. So take note if that's the path you're going on. But I felt really bad because, you know, like I had planned out the cake. I had planned out his little best friend from two hours away was going to drive down and well, Finn wasn't going to do the driving, but his mama was. We had plans. And then I remember hearing Lorelai The lesson that she taught me is that things can be rescheduled and you will be okay. So on the way home from the vaccine, I was like, you know what? It is your birthday. We should do something special. Benji is 100% G-tube dependent, but he loves, loves, loves licking things. So we stopped for a Frappuccino because whipped cream. And then I was like, you know what? We should try to go to the park. Benji doesn't know what a park is. He Uh, has he ever been? I don't think he's ever been to a park ever guys. We drove past the park that is like five minutes from my house and it was full of kids. In my mind, all I see is full of germs, but they were cute, adorable little kids. I was like, well, we're going to keep driving. Drove a little further around the corner and there was a skate park. Like, you know, skateboarders go up the ramp. They do the thing. And wasn't that, what was that movie called when we were kids? Brink? Was it Brink? I don't know. Skateboarding, Disney Channel. That's all I can envision. But there was nobody at the skate park. My kid can't walk. Dude is riding in a hot pink wheelchair with light up wheels, though. So you know what we did? We took our Frappuccino. We took Lorelai's hot pink wheelchair. And we went into the skate park and we rode up and down the ramps. He loved it. He probably loved it more than he would have loved sitting at the playground watching the other kids because they're terrifying because they walk. He loved it. I loved it. And it felt like such an empowering moment for me. Like this wasn't planned. This was an impromptu go to the skate park event for the birthday. 
And I don't know about you, but as a medical mom, like everything is planned for us. Everything is planned. We have a very strict feeding and medicine schedule. We have, you know, shaker vests and breathing treatments and all of this stuff and bedtime and nap time and everything's planned. But I had this moment where I was able to take my son and go to a skate park and just be present with him with a frappuccino. And I loved it. He loved it. I loved it. And I really just, I, I left there feeling empowered. By the time we got home, he was exhausted. I could tell his little body was working much harder than it normally does. So he basically napped for the next mm, five hours. And again, like you would think, okay, great. Like your kid napped for his birthday. Like, did you get to do something fun? Oh no. I sat there and stared at him. I stared at him the entire time, making sure that he was okay. But having that aha moment, that empowering moment in the skate park, it's just lingered with me. The whole thing has lingered with me, you know, like we changed our plans, we canceled our plans, we moved our plans and, and we ended up for five minutes going to the skate park. Actually, it was more like 15, but you know, as long as Benji could handle it, we were there and it was fun. It was beautiful. It was safe. And I was just really, really proud of myself. He may not be a three-year-old according to the early intervention assessment. He's not going to look like a three-year-old on paper. But this kid had the coolest three-year-old birthday. And I'm really, really proud of him and me. Because if I was giving you a pep talk right now, I'd be like, Mama, you are awesome. You are freaking amazing. Who? How did you think of a skate park? That's so cool. I'm often questioning why this has all happened to me. Why am I the one who has two kids with mitochondrial disease? Why am I the one who has one kid on earth and one kid in heaven? It hit me a couple weeks ago as I'm trying to navigate my way through what is this When Autumn Comes project going to do? Where am I going with this? What is it bringing to our community? Why am I the one who loves words? And it kind of hit me for a moment that maybe, maybe I have one kid here and one kid there so that I can relate to more people. Maybe I have this situation because I am good with words and God and Lorelai and the angels and the team knew that I could help other people. I've struggled because I'm not sure if I'm a bereaved mom or a special needs mom or what the heck I am. I I really, I am both. And that, it helps me help other people. And from day one of getting Lorelai's diagnosis, we said we need as much good to come from this as we can possibly make. So none of this is what I expected. This is not what I expected for a season two finale. These are not the children I expected to have, but you know what? We're doing it. We are doing it, y'all. And we're doing a really good job at it too. I mean, all of us collectively. This world is so upside down right now. So, so, so upside down right now. And I don't have the bandwidth to like make all of it right. I can't make all of it right. But I can. I can be present in my home and with my kid And I can eat a whole bag of pretzels if I really need to. Our kids may not be perfect to the world, but my kids are perfect to me. They might not be angels all the time. I mean, Lorelai. Lorelai is definitely an angel at this point. But they are perfect. They're exactly who they're supposed to be. And so are we. We are exactly the moms that we are supposed to be. 
And on the days when we're not, it's okay. We're the exact parents that our kids need. Even when we lose our patience, even when we eat copious amounts of pretzels. Really, who likes pretzels that much? Like, they're not that good. And these were like the pretzel thin, so it did make it a little better, I guess. Like, maybe because they were thinner, it made it okay that I ate 15 times the amount of pretzels that I should have eaten. I don't know. But it's okay on the days that you're sad. It's okay if you have to postpone a birthday party. You, mama, you are brave, you are strong, and you are loved. Thank you so much for being part of this community. So now I think I have to answer the question. The question of what gives me hope. Right now, it's going to sound cheesy, but the sunset, the colors in the sky, finding, finding my footing and realizing that I'm okay at this. Figuring out that some of the things that were done to me over the last year weren't because of me. It wasn't because of me that I lost my job. It wasn't because of me that certain things went, went south. But what gives me hope is every day that I find good. And on the days that I can't find good, I create good. I create something pretty. I use words. I paint. I hug my child. We cuddle. That's what gives me hope. So thank you for being here. I need to quickly tell you how summer is going to look for for when autumn comes. (laughs) Ironic, right? Summer, autumn. (laughs) Okay, so this season, season two, again, seasons, autumn, summer. (laughs) Ha ha ha, look at that. Okay, season two is wrapping up. Season three will start in September. During season two and three, you know, there's algorithms just like on social media and content needs to keep coming. And I don't want you guys to forget about me. So here's what's happening this summer. Number one, we're having a book club. If you haven't heard, go back and listen to last week's episode. Leah Moore is on that episode and she and I talk about her book, Loving You Big. We're reading that together as a group this summer. It is super low key. I really have no idea what we're doing other than reading a book and I'm going to be asking some questions and stuff like that. So there's, it's super low key and you'll feel connected. I promise you will feel so much connection through that book. And if you're not a medical or special needs family, you will learn so much. So join us for that. I'll put the link in the show notes and you can email me or fill out the form and I'll email you. Two, I have a couple small little episodes. We're going to do something like the short and sweet summer series. I have a couple that I'm going to do. And then I am going to have a guest for the summer. Spoiler alert, we have already recorded all of the content for the summer because I'm going on vacation, guys. I am not going to be working. But Floyo Travel is joining me. We talk about all the things. She plans vacations for disabled people and disabled families. That is her job. She helps families like ours plan vacations. And she is going to be here for seven weeks. Each episode is only going to be like 15 to 20 minutes, so it's going to be bite-sized content for you because it's summer. You don't need to be sitting around listening to me all summer, unless you want to. By all means, go listen to the old ones. Helps my helps my ratings. So yeah, Amy from Flowio Travel will be with me this summer on the show. Additionally, in case you haven't heard yet, I started a Patreon. And if you don't know what a Patreon is, that's a way that you can go and sponsor my work. This podcast is independently produced 
And I would love, love, love to continue doing this. Because it's independently created, that also means it's independently funded. And so, yeah, by going to my Patreon page, you can help contribute money. The different tiers are anywhere from $2 to $250 a month. Uh, don't do the 250. I mean, it's a great thing if you want to do it by all means. My mom didn't even do the 250, so like, don't do the 250. But like, hey, there is a $15 option. There is a $20 option. The $20 option, I think, I will mail you custom artwork that I make for you every month. So it's not a bill you'll be getting in the mail. It is art. It is. Sue's created this because she was feeling sad. It is beautiful. Here, it's in my mailbox. And there's also a tier a little bit higher up where you and I can like hang out one-on-one virtually, of course, germs, you know, and we're all over the world. So virtually you and I get to hang out. So go look at that, check it out. If it's in your, in your mind to help out with the when autumn comes project, feel free to join us. I think that's it guys. Is that it? Hold on. I don't, I was going to say, let me look at my list, but I don't have a list. (laughs) I totally just winged this entire thing. Okay. Well, you guys, this is Susan, and I am about to say, have a great summer. I Again, I'll be back next week, and I have a really fun new intro. You'll love it. I haven't recorded it yet, but <laughs> I promise it'll be fun, and you'll love it. So yeah, this is Susan, and I actually have a margarita in my hand right now. So I'm going to go sip some margarita and edit this episode and publish it, hopefully on time. Thank you guys so much, so, so much from the bottom of my heart for being part of this. Cheers, guys.